This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I was a big fan of football coming back. That was until I remembered the feeling of defeat. Mansfield Town lose their first game of the season. Again, surrendering a one-goal lead. This time losing 2-1 at home at the hands of Exeter City. Get your reaction in now as always and share your views as the Stags fall to defeat in what was a lacklustre performance and one in which we think lacked some passion. We'll be here for the next half an hour to take your views and comments to try and replicate that feeling of match day, the one where today we'd be absolutely fuming. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the cooldown post-match reaction show. Mansfield Town 1, Exeter City 2. A very good evening to you all. My name's Craig Priest. Alongside me on screen, you can see Mr. Cam Felton all the way from Manchester, who I'm sure he'll have wished watched Salford today. Uh, Let's get the jokes out of the way first. Let's get them done and dusted. And let's get the clock up and running. 30 minutes to talk about what was an absolute horror show. Cam Felton. (laughs) Horror show's pretty kind, to be fair. That was just poor. I thought... Uh, like a lot of people, I think we did well. First first half an hour was all right, obviously getting the lead. But then it, ever since we scored, it was just on top of us and we we just did not look comfortable. And uh, at the end of the day, when, when you can't defend the lead, you, you're you just going to struggle. And, and yet again, we can't defend the lead. So it's typical Mansfield. 
don't expect any difference at the moment. It is, and that 5pm feeling, it's not one, not a happy one at the moment. And as such, as you'd expect, comments uh, flying in, as always, feel free to have your say on your team and get involved um, Get involved with the, uh, with the show. Uh, this evening we'll be here for just over uh, the next half an hour talking about today's game. Jamie says, very poor today, no creativity, no pressing, no nothing. Very disappointed. We will struggle next week at Newport if we play like that. Gary says, even when winning, we looked uncomfortable. Exeter were better all round and tried to play football. We didn't look fit enough. Uh, Wayne says, absolutely gutted again. Long season ahead. Clive says, we got exactly what we deserve with a dire performance like that. Stephen says, questions have got to be asked of the manager. No plan B and he's got no plan A either. Uh, Roy says, no calling down. Absolute uh, nothing there to be proud of. What happened to the team that played last week? And Gary says Stags struggled to get control, uh, pass and run uh, with the ball. Exeter showed us how to play. Well, Exeter certainly can. Uh, showed us what we should have done last week. I thought let's give them a little bit of brief credit. They they uh, saw the game out perfectly well, didn't they? Yeah, and they reacted well to going behind. Obviously, they then just piled the pressure on, and, and we couldn't deal with it. I thought we were. We were good for the first half an hour and we we did well and we got the goal that we deserved and I thought this is about the only thing we did deserve from that game. Um, the result, you, you just can't keep making the same mistakes every time. Yes, we were a bit unlucky with a couple of decisions going here and there with the referee and the, and the linesman and whatever, but you, you, we can't keep making excuses now. It's It's just... We've, we're just not good enough, simple as. And that's either down to lack of confidence or we, we you hate to say it, or have the team not gelled yet? Are we not ready as a team yet? It's because obviously, go, going into the Carabao Cup game, we were very, very, very far off the pace. And we're still looking absolutely miles off everybody else. Last week was fantastic for the first 75 minutes, but then today we were it was down to 20 minutes and then we just let letting teams get on top of us yeah it was very frustrating to watch you raise a good point you know I think the squad has gelled uh, from where we were but I can't help thinking and I'm not trying to throw out excuses five minutes in I can't help thinking that that nonsense in the week with the COVID testing has certainly um not necessarily put a spanner in the works but has certainly lingered on the mind a little bit longer than what it should have because Today, I don't know, they, they just seemed very, very weary. They didn't seem like they were up for it and there was absolutely no bite from, from the front. It, it seemed almost like, they were, even though it was exactly the same starting eleven, like we were watching a completely different eleven. Yeah, I think, to be fair, um, we've, we probably did lose two days training. Obviously, we got the news Monday, Monday afternoon, Obviously, the club knew before they released a statement, so we weren't to train Monday. Definitely didn't train Tuesday. Won't have trained Wednesday. And it's just simply... Yes, we've had all these barriers to get over, but that's like a team that's not trained since the middle of August. We just look so so lethargic. No, There's no, there's no passion, no, no effort, and it's just... 
dire to watch. You could honestly stick pins in your eyes and it'd be more fun to watch. I genuinely felt like I could have had a nap in that game. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Lots of you getting involved uh, today. Paul says we need Paul Cook in charge. Andy says not a horror show, obviously referring to what I said at the top of the show. Beaten by a better side. Uh, they were good at getting down the sides of our box and defence and kept trying it. Played with the ball on the deck too in windy conditions. Uh, Simon, of course, our Simon, who we will look to get on the, the show uh, via Skype once we've once you know we've told him how to use Skype, I imagine. Uh, hope you well, Sai. Uh, says uh, it's been a while. Hope you well, mate. You know it's in jest. Uh, X to the best team or game. Even when winning, we looked very weak. Can't understand why O'Keefe wasn't down the wing like previous games. Needed more from the wings. Nothing for Cook or any of the strikers uh, to feed off. The uh, Clive says the manager has to put out a team that can widen the game. Uh, Mark says it's the uh, manager's own squad now. Obviously referring to no excuses of inheriting etc etc uh, Michael says dire performance no control of the game no passion teamwork lacking defending very poor what else can I say but the best team won cannot defend uh, this performance in any way um Clive says that in jest, perhaps our lads don't like the cold and the wind. Jamie says, can't wait to hear Graham Cochran's thoughts after the game. Uh, and Wayne says, uh, Reed needs to go up front. Got plenty of goals in him, given the chance. Yeah, let's talk team selection for a second, because for the third game in a row, Cam, we went with exactly the same starting eleven, The 1-11, to 11, uh, if you like, as well. So maybe a little bit of a OCD fans will appreciate that. But for me, um, yes... We didn't really particularly do anything wrong for the majority of the game last week, but I felt with the way it ended and, and sort of with what's happened this week and facing a completely different prospect in Exeter, we needed to freshen it up, but didn't. I was very surprised to see uh, see 1-11, to and even, even the bench didn't seem like we had a lot of flair options either for me. Yeah, and I think... I'd I feel sorry for someone like Tyree Sinclair because obviously he's, he's been fantastic when he does come on. He's done nothing wrong and he's been dropped. Yes, fair enough. We've got someone like Kellen Gordon, but then to not utilise Gordon, it's just wasteful. We've got such talent and someone like Jamie Reid sat on the bench. What's, what good is he on the, sat on the bench? I think Jordan Bowery, although he's had moments of, of decent play and hold-up play, all round, he's just not been good enough so far. And when you've got someone like Nicky Maynard on the bench, when you've got someone like Jamie Reid on the bench, when you've got a young hungry player like Tyree Sinclair, why not just give him a chance, throw him on, change it up slightly? It's like we're just becoming too predictable. Same week, same team, three weeks in a row, and teams are just figuring us out from the first minute. Yeah, it's very easy to figure out as well because we'll play, you know, one or two ways. Our first and foremost the style of playing is get the ball wide to the right hand side for O'Keefe. The second way of playing it is through the middle and then when once either of those don't work, it's knocked across the back three to Ryan Sweeney. We'll try the long ball over the top and, you know, nine times out of ten we'll probably lose possession. It like you say, it's becoming um very, very um very, very predictable, uh, as a few people in the comments are saying um, as well. Uh, Glyn says, 4-4-2 for me. Teams have worked us out. And Mark says, O'Keefe has been sussed out by teams already. Exeter are a very good team. Yeah, let's not take that away from Exeter, obviously. Didn't have the um, start they wanted this season. Beaten last week, I believe, at home to Port Vale. Um, ha obviously had a lot to prove since football came back in losing the playoffs in the way uh, they did against Northampton, etc. Uh, very good side. Always going to be up there, but... Once again, I think our lack of, we could have, for me personally, I think we could have won that game relatively comfortably if we had any venom about us 
at all. I liken it to going on your first driving lesson when, you know, you're very, very scared to get out of first gear and you're happy just to go up and down and sort of go down the quiet routes just in first gear and as soon as you sort of try and move up a few gears you become a little bit panicky and you get into those situations and we just couldn't get a flow going and the difference for me and I don't know what you feel about this can between last week and this week was every time that we had it in the midfield and we gave possession away there was absolutely no intent from us to go and press to go and put them under pressure we just allowed them to come forward come forward and come forward and before we even started thinking about defending they were on the edge of our own box and and, and creating chance after chance after chance we have to be brighter and and better when we're defending from the front we've got to be breathing down people's necks virus or no virus I think the the pressing game went out the window as soon as Ollie Clark got booked early in the first half. Was it the first half? Yeah, yeah. early in the first half. It's a stupid booking to take, and we can see what a difference he can make in the team. Last week, he was unbelievable, other than the stupid clear <laughs> shot from halfway line. It was fantastic, and it was very, very, on, very much on his toes, really wanted to get stuck in grab the game by a scruff in the neck, takes an early booking this week and we just lose his way. Because you need a leader and he needs to be physical, but he can't because he's already on a booking. Yeah, and it's he... just, there's such a difference between last week's team and this week's team. It's like, why? It's the same players. And then you add, you why, know, what? Charles Lee got a yellow card in there as well. So you've got two of the midfield three, two of the people who do the running and, and put the tackles in who were both then hesitant to, to go and win the ball back. And all of a sudden they, they've gained 10 yards. Exactly, and I don't. This is nothing against Graham and his selection, team selection, but he needs to change it up sometimes. Not only for for fresh legs and 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 whatever to stop us being from being too predictable, but we just need to change it up because if we're going to be in the same rhythm constantly, it's not going to work. It's it's like obviously last season we were just working what what we've got. Now we've actually got the players that he wants. So why not do what he wants? Don't just stick with the same thing constantly. Yeah, the this, this system for me lets us down sometimes because if we're not... This system for me works well if, like I said before, you've got the venom about you to go and press players, to go and put players under because it, it it's a system which lends itself to, to counter-attacking play and to being on the front foot. It does not lend itself to sitting off, sitting off, sitting behind the ball and inviting pressure onto you because if you do that, you will, you will struggle and teams will unpick you. Fortunately, you know, they've not particularly on pictures from open play. The two goals they've scored have come from two corners. And uh, again, we have to be better at defending set pieces because that's all teams will, will do. They'll, they'll play for a set piece knowing full well they can take advantage. It was like, yet again, we had those concrete boots on. It's even more disappointing than the fact that we've got three decent centre-backs that are all very big, very physical, and we're conceding from set pieces. Why? We were Sween is is fantastic and he's so good in the air. We've seen Rollin uh, Mayo, sorry, um, obviously not only defensively being strong but also actually getting in the right places when we need him, i.e., getting a goal. But then we just fall to pieces. 
when it comes to getting a ball in. <laughs> and Steck doesn't fill me with much confidence at the moment either. Lots more of your comments coming on. Keep them coming. We'll t- touch upon that in a second. Uh, Chris says, I think we need to change the system a bit, possibly two up front and the full-backs getting forward more. Not that much. Not that there's much wrong at the moment, but a bit of a reshuffle might change our fortunes. Mark says, Sweeney, for some reason, always tries to hit the diagonal ball far far too much um, again predictable uh, Michael says I agree needs to give the rest of the squad a chance in a 4-4-2 formation Sinclair, Reed, Gordon Perch and Stone uh, all in that side uh, Clive says as you just said Cam uh, the keeper looked really iffy at times today I'd be inclined to pick Stone uh, Simon says what's happened to Perch I think it was mentioned um, uh, in either the commentary or, read, yeah. or, or, or in the pre-match personal reasons not quite sure that will be obviously we won't jump to conclusions uh uh, anything at all he just wasn't uh, available uh, today uh, Gary says we look sluggish and predictable the difference is they closed us down um, quicker and attacked in numbers we hit long and don't press yeah we have to be in this system uh, a pressing team let's touch upon uh, the two goals for, uh, for for Exeter City then as Clive mentioned and as you mentioned Cam uh, Steck looked a little bit iffy today the first one and Again, you've seen him given, you've seen him not given. You could potentially claim a foul on the keeper. I know he tried to, to, to claim a foul, but if you come in, you need to be a little bit more vocal and you've got to have that presence about you to come get firm hands on the ball and keep it in your grasp. The other times when he, he's come out to get it, and this is not a personal attack on him, it's just my opinion, um, it's been a punch rather than a catch. And sometimes I'd like to see the second goal back as well because uh, yet again, it seemed like an area. That six-yard box has got to be your... For a, for a goalkeeper, it's got to be your living room. Nobody comes in, um, you know, th- there's no way through. We need a little bit more command in there. You know, he's got the experience, he's played at a high level, he's won promotion from this league. Um, I don't know, there's, there's just been a few instances now over the past three, four competitive games where I've maybe thought, hmm, we need to have a little look at that that situation. Let, let's not be so predictable in our team selection. Let's send a message out to the players that if you train well, you will get it you will get in the side. Yeah, exactly. And I think we're very much... Obviously, we've seen all this sort of situation before, very very much stuck in the ways that we do things. Obviously, Steve Evans had his squad. He had a squad or a 11. It never changed. And we don't want to get stuck in the same ways again because we saw how how well it worked having such, um, such strength and depth in the squad under Dave. Yes, it was a little bit more... Um, <clears throat> we didn't play with as much pressure. Like I actually like doing something as a team, like we want promotion, whatever, but that it just seems that we've gone back to not changing our team, but then we pl- we're playing up to the pressure and it is getting to us and we're just not doing very well with it. Yeah. There's, there's something for me about the way we we've set up maybe the last couple of games. I felt against Leighton Orient, you know, we were on the front foot a lot until that last 10 minutes. Maybe that was still in our heads a little bit because as we compare the two halves, I felt for 30 minutes in this game, you know, when we scored the goal, we were actually playing quite well. We weren't letting them have too much of the ball. We we did all right with it and scored, for me, a very good um, goal again um, from a well-worked set piece. But after that, I can't really recall too many efforts of really good build-up play and it, it was just one of those afternoons where I don't know about you, but I was certainly on the edge of my sofa screaming at, at, the, at the telly just to go and press and to uh, and to get in there. It felt very flat-footed, very it almost felt like we got that one goal and decided, 
yep, that's it. Job done. Feet up for the rest of the afternoon. We'll enjoy it. We'll see where it takes us. I feel sorry for my flatmates because, jeez, want to have a peaceful afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just painful to watch. And the only way you could just vent that anger is to shout at the telly. And it's it's amazing what football can do to you. But it, it was just so frustrating because we, we we actually did play some good football. And we did actually create some chances. And I think first... First couple of minutes when Andy Cook got in and hit the side netting, I think ninety percent of us probably thought that yep. was in. Yeah. But it's just get the ball down on the floor, play with it, and we can create chances. It just seems as soon as we resorted to route one, hoof ball, what call it, whatever you like, it's just it just <clears> didn't <throat> work. And extra a very good team and actually getting the ball onto the floor and playing it around just overpowered us and we we completely bypassed the midfield. You look at someone like Harry Charles, obviously an, had another decent game today. Yeah. Setting up the goal, creating more chances. But lucky not to score as well. Give, exactly. Uh, Ollie Clark, when he did get into the right positions, was decent. Just give them the ball and let them do something. Don't bypass them. Don't lump, lump it over the top. We've brought these players in to do something and we've spent money on Clark. we spent a lot of money on Clark and Maris. Mm. And... What's the point in playing them if you're then just going to hoof it over the top? Yeah, if we're going to play and we're going to utilise that midfield, we've got to get it on the deck and play. I mean, I know conditions, it was cold, it was windy today. Graham Cochran, if anybody saw it in his uh, pre-match, certainly called for us to, to get the ball on the floor and play it. But it very rarely it very rarely happened. And when you've got players like Clark, Maris, Charles Lee in that midfield three, they are flair players who play with the ball at their feet, given space to drive into. Same with O'Keefe. Uh, a little bit as well. It it felt like we weren't playing to our strengths today and it was almost like we were maybe trying to force the goal a little bit too much. We were trying to force that commanding lead and sort of maybe prove our doubters a little, uh, wrong a little bit that we you know we can hold on to a game. It, in fact, we did the, the total opposite. We lost our identity a little bit and, and suffered for our art in, in some cases. You give credit to extra, of course you do, but it was our own undoing by playing at not even half pace with no intensity and no flair, no desire. Yeah, exactly. And I think going back to the intensity thing, I think we, even though we were playing a team in uh, a higher division, you go back to the pressing game and even then we were pressing more and we'd only been back in training, what, less than a month? And now we've had so much time on the training ground. We've had games, we've had time to work on it and it's just it's like watching a bunch of kids run around the pitch sometimes. That's the only way I can describe it because we've got no no leadership sometimes, no no creativity, and it's just you just end up resorting to hoofball. And it doesn't work. We've seen it. Get the ball on the deck, play it. And we just need to stop teams running over us, basically. Because for the first half an hour, we Exeter weren't really in the game. And then obviously we get the goal. They have, they've got something to spur them on, driving them forward, getting back into the game, and they just ran riot over us. The one thing we needed today was a leader, and we didn't have one at all. I know Graham Coughlin, you know, speaks as the armbander's sort of a, a, an admin role, and he looks to, I think he, he, he sort of stated four or five of that of the, the team that was playing today, Clark, Sweeney, um, uh, Rawson, Steck, to sort of step up and, and be leaders. But we had absolutely nobody getting the ball by the scruff of the neck and, and just sort of pushing us forward. I want to see when we're chasing a game like we were today for, you know, for quite a, a long period as well, 
I want to see players physically pushing us forward, physically getting in each other's places, pushing us forward, driving us on, bringing you know the the back three up to the halfway line, getting us playing, getting us unified, and galvanising us into you know a better better performance. Because it just seemed to me like, oh no, all right, you have it. No, I'll have it. No, all right, all right you have it. No, it's all right. You know, it's all right. You have it. There, there wasn't. There was no energy in there whatsoever, and. Uh, it would have been interesting to see as well what it was like with a crowd in there um, today because I, I don't know whether it had gone toxic or whether it had, uh, it had gone the other way and, and we might have lifted them a little bit. It's, it's very difficult to tell and, you know, we're all resigned to this fact now that there's not going to be a crowd for a long, long time. So we need those players to really, really step it up. Do they, do they realise that we're, we're, we are still supporting them? We are still on our sofas shouting and cheering them on. Is it has it just become a job to them? We we need some passion, we need some drive, and we need some understanding. You know that for us, we we still care because it seemed today like we were watching on on the telly, and it seemed today like the people we care about didn't care about giving us anything in return. Yeah, we just became complacent. It's like, oh, it's alright. We're we're not being watched by anyone. Whatever. We'll just just pass it around slowly and you could see that we'd got no no energy and you could see just just the way how, how many wayward passes they were just playing it straight out and it's like why why have all this time on the training ground why spend so much time working stuff and then just resort to hoofball or playing or just pl trying to play the easy pass and just doing it completely wrong Keep your comments. It's like we we even got the, the just the basic stuff, just playing a simple back pass. So wrong sometimes the ball just going out for a throw, and it's like, what what have you worked on in in training? What do you? Why are you a footballer if you can't play a pass five yards? Yes, yeah, the simple things we're just not getting right at all. Keep your comments uh, coming in. We've just got uh, just over seven minutes uh, before we blow the full time whistle on the cool down post match reaction show where Mansfield Town this afternoon have been beaten uh, by two goals to one at home to Exeter City. We'll run down the uh, full-time scores elsewhere in Skybet League 2 in a couple of minutes as well. And we'll try and pick uh, our Man of the Match uh, award as well. That's going to be a, a difficult one yeah, uh, as well. Uh, yeah, it's become a bit of a feature of the show, unfortunately. Um, so there you go. Blame Nathan for that one. Um, let's have a look at some of the comments coming in. Uh, talking about the way we played football, uh, Clive says, Flickcroft had us playing some passing football. We need some of that now. Uh, Mark jumps on the back of that and says, how long before the Radfords decide for yet another change? I'm not saying it's needed now, um, but left Dempster far too long and the season was lost. I certainly don't see us uh, making a managerial change uh, this season. I'd be very, very surprised. And for me, I, I think the emotion of, of losing 2-1 uh, a little bit has, has crept in there uh, with that frustration. I think, you know, we're a lot better than what we showed today. And I think uh, we will come out firing uh, next week and certainly hopefully see an upturn <coughs> Excuse me, of that going forward. Michael says, we are certainly missing some uh, <coughs> some pace uh, in the team this season, you can tell I've been shouting because my voice is going all croaky. Uh, Colin says, a bit too much long ball for me on days like today. You need it on the floor. <clears throat> Ricky says, we're missing Pierce. He was our leader. And Jamie says, we need a player who isn't afraid to take a risk and to try something different. Let's look at that then, Cam, for a second. Obviously, the, the mention of missing Pierce there, uh, a leader. Would you agree or, or do you still you know, stick by your guns and say that that particular change... 
uh, was needed because I guess you can you can drag CJ in, in the mix at the other end as well for a little bit of pace and flair as well, can't you? I mean, CJ, no, because I think we've got a decent deal on the end of this because obviously we've maybe CJ did need a change. Maybe we as a club needed a change and to bring new players in and CJ going out has obviously given us uh, the funds to be able to go do that. Obviously the Radfords and and David Sharp have done a fantastic job making sure that we have got the funds available, but having CJ off the books has, has massively helped in the wage department and actually getting some transfer um, money. And to bring in so, you, someone like your George Maris, your um, yeah, Ollie Clarks, people like that, it's we are making good signings. We just, they just need to prove themselves now. And I think... It was disappointing to lose someone like Pierce because I think he'd have been a fantastic part of the squad. Yes, it would mean that maybe him or either one of the other three centre-backs that have been sat on the bench a lot, but it then gives us the strength and the depth. And I think maybe we have made a mistake in letting Pierce go, especially releasing him at the end of his cut, just letting him go. We've not even got anything for him. He's not even got Obviously, anywhere either, has he? He's uh, working say, in his academy. A couple, couple of years ago, he were the, uh, the the best, one of the best centre-backs yeah. in the country. Yeah, in the PFA yeah, both, Team of the Year, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, League Two Team of the Year and then the whole Football League Team of the Year. And it's like, why are we just letting players like that go for free? Yes, we had a poor season last season, but he was still one of the standout players for us. Absolutely. Keep your comments uh, coming in. Gary says we were outplayed in every department today. Only three games in and looked short of ideas. Time to look at options within the squad. Paul, though, on the other hand, says he's looking about options outside of the squad. A very valid point as well. Uh, he says a week on Monday is transfer deadline day. What position would you still bring in? I'll let you have a ponder over that, Cam. If you were looking at somewhere to, to add one new face, I don't think we need to go overkill with it because I think we've still got some uh, some good prospects in there. But if you were looking to, to make an addition somewhere, where would that addition be? I know we've just brought in um, Stephen McLaughlin, but I still think we'd probably need a, a left-sided player. I think... Benning very much had a, a very questionable game today. Yeah. I don't think he were, he was quite at it. And I think even I same again with the whole Kellen Gordon thing. We're just leaving the substitutions too late. Should should McLaughlin uh, started? Should Gordon have started? Um, and I think we just need some pace as well. And I know we we've got players on the bench we've, which have got pace, but maybe not quite in the positions that we want them. And I think. We we just don't want it. the thing that we don't want to get get drawn into is playing position players out of positions. Like we've got Tari Sinclair can practically play anywhere. Yeah, very much stronger on his right side, but can play on the left. But we don't want to be stretching players, playing them out of position. That's one thing. So a left-sided pacey, a winger. It'd still be very much welcome in my eyes. Pedro says conceded four simple goals in two games. Still need time for the team to form, but today was shocking. Uh, I'm going to give my answer to the transfer thing. Um, I know we've got uh, young Aaron O'Driscoll who can obviously cover at centre-back, but for me, I think we need an experienced centre-back to come in. And I mean experienced. I mean, I know that you know you look at the likes of uh, Rawson and Sweeney and say they are experienced players in terms of the games which they played, but they are still you know young men. They're still... Uh, relatively young in, in their footballing career. I'm talking somebody who's maybe 29, 30, maybe 31 at a push, 
bring that average age up a little bit. Somebody who's been there, done it, maybe played uh, League One, maybe even Championship level. Someone that can come in and be and, and do what we've absolutely missed today, and that's for want of a, for want of a better word, I'm going to swear, absolutely bollock the rest of the um, the rest of the team. Get us out of get about get us out of the of the brown stuff when it when it's needed and just be that commanding presence which the team sort of you know that lifts the team and sort of has that shield around him which is well actually no we need to step it up here and, and he's going to grab hold of it by the balls yeah and that's thing when going back to the whole lacking a leader i think we've <laughs> do you think maybe we've got too many leaders on the pitch in in like graham Cochrane obviously saying um, Steck, Rawson, Sweeney, Clark, obviously all very much players that are going to be leading the team. But do we definitively need, like, you are in charge, you get the players going. Yes, we need other people to support you, but you are the man to do it. Again, Someone that's the... Someone really to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and get the players going because the fans aren't there to get players going. Had we have been at the game after scoring that first goal, I don't think we'd have been in the same position had we have had even a thousand fans in because we'd have got on the players' backs, we'd have been motivating them and it just seems that the game just gets lost sometimes. Yeah, so lost in, trans in transition and I think that's probably the best way uh, to finish uh, talking about today's game with less than 20 seconds to go uh, on the clock. Thanks very much for all of your comments today. We'll uh, look forward to speaking about them more uh, in midweek. But as it is, it's a 2-1 uh, defeat at home to Exeter City. Um, we'll talk more about that, of course, in the week on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Still not quite done that year, though, though can because we've still got to pick a man of the match as the clock hits zero. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to think about that first, though, uh, as we uh, head around and take a look at the scores elsewhere in Skybet League 2 today. So, obviously, for the Stags, it was a disappointing afternoon. Elsewhere, though, in Skybet League 2, it's finished Barrow 1, Colchester 1. Next week's opponent, New Newport County. They got a 2-0 win away at Bolton today. Bradford City beat Stevenage by two goals to one. And it was a goalless draw between Cambridge and Tranmere Rovers. Exciting game at Oldham. Finished Oldham 2, Crawley 3. Port Vale and Harrogate finished 0-0 at Port Vale. Same scoreline between Cam Salford and Forest Green Rovers. I bet you still wish that you'd watch that one, though. Point better off. Uh, Scunthorpe won Carlisle United 0. And the only other game in Skybet League 2 today, it finished Southend United 1, Morecambe 2. And of course, because of that illness which is going around, the virus, COVID-19 and all that, saw two games postponed in the league today. Cheltenham and Grimsby and Warsaw against Leighton Orient. Of course, Leighton Orient had numerous coronavirus um, positive tests. Ours, though, came back as negative, which, as Graham Cochran said in his uh, uh, Zoom press conference in the week, perhaps does tell you a little bit about the virus transmitting outside. Draw your own conclusions on that one. We won't be drawn into politics, though. Let's take a look at the league table. You've got about two minutes, Cam, to pick your man of the match. 
Cambridge sit top of the pack, having played three games and have picked up seven points. They're only top, though, on goal difference because Port Vale, who sit in second, and Newport, who we go to next week, sit in third, all on seven points. The Stags, after that defeat today, are in a more familiar position from last season. 19th in the table on a minus one goal difference. Gaps already starting to open. Grimsby, Bolton and Southend and Oldham all yet to get a point on the board though and they occupy the bottom four. Only two go down of course this season. Oldham in 21st on minus five. Bolton at 22nd also on minus five. And then Grimsby in 23rd on minus five and bottom of the table propping everybody else up. Southend United in 24th. Mansfield, in case you missed it, sit 19th. Three games in, minus one goal difference and only two points on the board. Next month, busy month for the Stags, of course. Newport County, then a cup game against Lincoln. Stevenage, Bradford, Morecambe, Cheltenham, Barrow and Warsaw to play. Let's hope at the end of October we've got something a little bit more positive to talk about and let's hope that at Newport next week we turn our fortunes around because we've slowly gone down on a slant. We need to pick things up and have a little bit of fight and fire but today it wasn't to be. As it finished Mansfield Town 1 Exeter City 2 time now to discuss our man of the match. Andy Cook has taken the uh, the title over the last two games. I feel like, though, Cam Fulton, it will go to someone a little bit different today. Your choice for man of the match, please. Uh, I'd probably say us as fans because that was atrocious. <laughs> uh, can we get it now? Let's be fair. Let's give it to let's give it to someone. Let's let, let's try and end on a positive. I know it's um... hard. Although obviously we were we were poor uh, in the set plays, I think uh, standout player for me just for getting the goal would probably be Rolling Menez Mayo. I think yes, yes, we were poor conceding from the cross, but I don't think not necessarily down to him. I, I think the best of a bad bunch I'd probably say for today that's probably the only thing I could say do you know what he was one of two players on my mind and you might have just persuaded me to tip my vote towards him my other player um, for those who are remotely interested uh, was the man who set the goal in Harry Charles there I felt he had a, a pretty dogged uh, performance in midfield today uh, obviously did well to, to cut the ball back for the goal and uh, had a couple of opportunities where he maybe should have scored then let himself down with the with with the booking. So uh, that said, obviously mayonnaise uh, was my other choice uh, for for man of the match. Felt obviously scored the goal, played relatively well. There were a couple of occasions where the extra players got goal side of him, but he recovered really really well, stayed strong, and you know took it upon himself to go and try and fill that midfield as well a little bit. So I think uh, jointly between us, I think we'll we'll say that uh, Rollin Menese uh, does. Uh, just about take today's man of the match vote, Cam. Definitely, I think it's been a bad day. We we go again next week. We've got time between now and then, time to work on the training ground. Yes, it's disappointing because it's a loss. 
yes, it probably hurts more because we were leading, but there's such a long way to go this season. Yeah, there really is. Uh, obviously, we're only three games into the long season ahead, and that is it for this week's Cooldown post-match reaction show. We hope that you can join us again in the weeks. Keep a look on our socials, Facebook and Twitter, as we'll tell you when we're next on it. It'll either be Wednesday or Thursday. As we look back, having had time to think about today's game on uh, the defeat at home to Exeter City. We'll also talk about uh, leadership. Obviously, James Perch not involved today. A player that I felt last week could have had a bit of an impact on us as well. We'll talk Danny Rose. Could he have add something to the mix when he comes back? Obviously, still out with his injury. And we'll talk lots, lots more in between as well. Yes, the weather is horrible. I suggest drawing the curtains, putting on some comfies, opening a beer if that's what takes your fancy, and forgetting all about today. Because on days like this, that feeling of disappointment and defeat lingers far too long. Let's forget about it and move on with a long, long season ahead. We'll keep supporting even if it is from our sofas. Why? Well, the answer to that is quite simple. Because Mansfield always matters. From me, Craig Priest, from Cam Felton, and from everybody else, thanks for watching, thanks for listening. We'll see you in the week on the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Good night, God bless. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.